Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have Yuri Kerman, who is Chief Executive Officer for HR, Talent and Systems. Yuri, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know when we were messaging back and forth, one of the things we were talking about, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm in HR. What does that have to do with marketing and, and sales? And one of the things I was fascinated about your, your background is just your connection to HR and talent. And I think it's one of the biggest challenges that sales and marketing executives are facing today. Um, so you're, you're the expert. What's your purview? What's going on out there? It's a mess. It's definitely a mess. <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, clinical definition, right? It's a mess. Yes, yes. I could get more clinical, but I think we all know we all know how bad it is out there. Um, if you're a recruiter, you're basically you're working just around the clock. You're recruiting recruiters, and you know it's a it seems like a pyramid scheme, but it's it's real life. <laughs> um, I I think it's you know beyond kind of the cliches of the great resignation. I think there's just there's a lot of chaos. People suddenly see the writing on the wall. Hey, listen, like what, what, what is it that you're selling? How does this actually connect to your life mission? You know, how does this help you as a human, right? Because crises tend to have that effect. Uh -huh. So um, I, I think there's, there's a greater movement toward, okay, well, how do I find alignment, right? I mean, now, especially you talk about sales, you know, marketing, a lot of this, I would say maybe the majority of this work can be done virtually. Maybe it should be done virtually. Maybe that's the whole point. So, you know, for many time zone, I mean, it's not, it's not even about so much you have to be on the beach or whatever, but okay, if you really want to, God bless, you know. You know, a lot of sales guys would agree with you that I was not, yeah. I was doing that already. I was out playing golf. I don't know what you want from me. I, I've got, I had, I've had this down for 10 years. Exactly, exactly. So in that sense, you know, we just sort of, cut the crap and said, look, enough, enough of this. We, we don't, we don't necessarily need to meet with people in person. You know, I mean, of course it depends on what you're selling and maybe if it's a, some kind of massive million dollar contract, maybe, you know, if it's to financial services, they'll want to see you in person because they're whatever they're anal that way. Fine. Um, but yeah, let's, let's do our work from wherever we want, make our own schedule. You know, you hit your, hit your quotas, who cares, right? How you do it, when you do it, from where you do it, doesn't matter anymore. So that's that's the obvious part. Now, the less obvious part is, okay, so you're the organization and you're seeing this great resignation. You're seeing people, you know, finding the light, finding the truth, what have you. And you probably have a lot of trouble keeping them because, I don't know, maybe your mission isn't clear or maybe you kind of, you know, lost the message somewhere as a leader. And suddenly you're scrambling, you're, well, recruit uh, this one, recruit that one. I don't, you know, like it's a whack-a-mole. Okay. Um, so, you know, you have to, sometimes if, if you're a wise leader, you realize, okay, I have to pivot, but pivoting means maybe doesn't mean selling a different product or completely changing what I do, but it's just saying, look, okay, who am I as a human? Why did I build this? Let's go back to the roots. When you go back to the roots, you can be a more effective leader because you, you cut away all the fluff, all the... All the messaging, I mean, especially in sales and marketing, there's there's obviously a lot of, you know, fluff, a lot of messaging that just is not genuine or authentic. And sometimes you get hangers on that sort of, you know, very good at talking, but that's not really them. So again, going back to the roots saying, okay, well, listen, I can't force you to be here. Um, you know, as we, as we know by this point, if you read uh, Dan Pink's 
uh, books, you can't really just throw money at people. It doesn't really work. It might give them a shot on the arm, but they're not really going to stay, especially at a time like this. Um, so you have to have some kind of, you know, larger compelling mission and values that you live, you, you breathe them. And people at this point, they kind of, they just expect the worst. So if they see something genuine, they'll probably smell it out just as they would smell out the opposite. So again, alignment means that you can, okay, say, look, my, my, and again, all of these are cliches, but they're no less true. Right. So, okay. As a leader, now I see the light. Okay. I, I, I can only persuade people to stay. I can't do it through throwing money or benefits or, you know, some kind of trinkets. I have to do it by building a great product, making sure that I treat my employees well, because that's the only way that they're going to treat customers, well, potential current or otherwise. So again, it's kind of a, a big shakeup. So either you reinvent yourself or you're out of business. So that's, that's the reinvention um, that I'm seeing a lot. It's that um, kind of, push toward alignment. Um, yeah, sure, there's a lot of digital transformation, but if it comes without the bigger picture and you know, who are we really, why are we here, how are we helping our employees, and then how are they helping our clients, in that order, something's out of whack, it's not really gonna work, and then you're scrambling to do the whack-a-mole. So that's the picture. So, so executives see this, so how do they start to retool, right? So given that landscape, um, they, they double down, they do all these things. The fact of the matter is uh, there still is a shortage of candidates. Even finding professional HR people to help you recruit people has been a challenge because they're in demand trying to help people. So how does uh, an executive need to think about this differently in terms of solving some of these problems? And so, because even if you do all those things, you still have to go out and compete, right? You have to, you need resources to go get the talent. You still have to make the offers and uh, retention is only one part of the battle, yeah? And then, so what are some of the things that you're seeing executives do? Two, two things, right? Either you double down on systems and say, hey, okay, let's integrate everything. Let's put in all the APIs. Let's make sure that we're hyper-efficient. We cut down our you know time to hire. We throw... Uh, higher comp at them, higher bonuses. Uh, I don't know, maybe we, you do profit sharing. I mean, you can go further and further upstream and sort of see, you know, before <laughs> before it hurts your bottom line so much, you can't anymore, right? But you, you have to, you're right, you have to compete. You have to make sure that you're accounting for, you know, what larger guys are doing, what smaller guys are doing, and, and find find something in the middle that'll work for you. But that's that's a stopgap. That's a band-aid. The real solution, if again leaders are savvy to how to battle this, it's not a battle, right? It's something much deeper. It's going back to your roots again. Why did you start this? What's what? Uh, you know, as a founder, as a CEO, why are you here? Why do you believe in this product? Again, everything has to align very strongly. So you have to go back to your story. Why did you do this? Why did you go through this? Why did you build this thing? You know, why did it help you solve? the pain. And once you start doing some soul searching, hopefully you'll get some coaching to do that in a kind of more rigorous and, and you know, timely way with some concrete results. Then you can step up to the plate and say, okay, again, I'm the leader. It's on me. Here's where things are. Let's be transparent. Let's not uh, BS what's going on. Here's the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, Tell me what's going on in the, out on the field. And you sort of have to meet with people one-on-one -on -one and understand, hey, what's your career pathway? How can I help you? Again, you have to go do an, kind of the grassroots stuff. 
there is no substitute for that. There is no sitting in your ivory tower in your, you know, corner office and yeah, we can't uh, we can't hide, huh? Got to got to get out there. So it sounds like you're you're advocating also uh, retooling, getting back to the basics of your culture, and just really focusing on 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 what's a good fit and what do you need to do to attract people that fit. So clearly, the expectations have changed just in terms of the workforce across multiple roles. Have skills also changed with it, or, or should executives be looking to hire? Uh, a different type of employee or be retooling in some way because as the workforce now is changing and morphing are there new skills that are in demand yeah there's no question that um to to be competitive even you know as a salesperson as a marketer the landscape is saturated right it's a very mature mindset that people bring to their buying decisions right so in in order for you to compete just it doesn't matter what you're selling you're selling software hardware you you have to be more savvy again about making sure your frontline people not just understand the customer not just create that no like and trust situation but again they're aligned so everything kind of starts further upstream right it's not what's let's uh <laughs> let's throw some courses and coaching without any thought it doesn't work either um so again you have to think because look at what's going on in the job market. You have a massive number of people not working and you have literally millions of jobs going unfilled, right? So you have this crazy misalignment of, of you know, people with skills, maybe not the right skills, not the exact skills and recruiters looking for, you know, your purple squirrels, name, name your silly animal, right? So what are all these people doing? It's, it's, uh, it's curious, right? You, I, so if everyone's quitting all these jobs, where are they going? <laughs> you know, because everyone says they can't find anybody. So what exactly are people doing to survive? Great question. Maybe they're going back to live in their parents' basement. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. The numbers are crazy, right? So you have, uh, obviously you have a large number of women that are just deciding, you know what, hell with this. I'm not going back into the office. I want to spend time with my kids. So some people have that ability. Or they want to take time off. They want to travel the world. I mean, some people have something saved up and they do that. Um, Festivus for the rest of us, right? I, I'm not I'm not sure sort of what happens in the interstitial layer. Maybe you move to a cheaper place across the country or, you know, you find some cheaper arrangements than New York City, right? And case in point, we moved to Israel. <laughs> so um, again, I think going back to, to your question, you, you have to be more flexible, right? Not flexible in a silly way because you still need to hire intelligent people that are actually good at what they do. But you need to look at different skill sets. You need to look at different backgrounds. And different backgrounds, yeah, it does mean you have to address that, you know, diversity and equity and inclusion thingy, thingamajig, right? That most of you are like, like what, what do I do? Like recruiter send me some diverse candidates. Like, no, that's not going to cut it in this world, right? So you have to think about, okay, well, what other markets are we not accessing? Maybe we're not finding clients that are diverse. Oh, I don't know, right? Maybe those do exist. Maybe maybe they should be our purple squirrels. So we need people to be able to relate to them and then have a conversation with them that leads to, to sales, right? So maybe we need to hire people like that. Okay, how do we make them feel comfortable? Well, I don't know. Let's build an employee resource group, right? For people that maybe don't see everyone around them that, looks the same and talks the same. Okay, so you start, you have to provide support kind of further and further upstream so that you can bring in wide, widely new talent. Again, now 
people are remote. Again, sales and marketing is, is a, the best demonstration of this. You have people working on other continents, different time zones, different parts of the country. You have to just say, okay, what's what's making you tick? You know, I'm going to do a better job of evaluating who you are. It may not be the exact, uh, you know, profile from my job description bank template, but okay, well, what what can you do? Okay, like results, right? Maybe you didn't go to the most prototypical schools. You're not the most obvious background, but like you know, show me results. And sometimes that's the key piece. Can you do this? Have you done this before? Not sold the exact same software and gone to exactly the same schools and you know gotten the same MBA, but are you are you just actually good based on your results? However, you came here may not be as important. Right. So I think over time, there's more and more selection. When there's more selection, you have to make better sense of it because you have to be able to get those people to thrive. So you have to go deeper and deeper, help people tell their story, help them understand, okay, why are you here? How can I help empower you? What's your career pathway? Here's your total comp. Let's make sure that's competitive. Let's make sure you're aligned, you get coaching, whatever. Either you respond to those incentives with better performance, better productivity, you know, hitting your quota, you know, going over it, whatever, or that's it. Either, you know, maybe we reassign you to something else or you don't belong here. But that's that's becoming the focus because of the comp competitive landscape. Yeah, you, you have to think about creating the best conditions possible so people can do their life's best work. And it sounds like a luxury to most old schoolers. It's not a luxury anymore. That's your starting point. Right. <laughs> right. So from there, you say, okay, we're going to be more agile. Okay, we'll bring you in. We'll do a better job evaluating you up front before we bring you in the into in-house, right? So maybe we do more personality tests or whatever. Fine. Okay. You do a better job evaluating people. You bring in better candidates. You have more of them in the funnel because you're looking a lot further out in different places. And you have more fresh blood, fresh perspectives. Again, you can go out and sell to different kinds of clients. So a lot of moving pieces. And yes, it's not easy to get this right, but that's the only way you can really do business these days. This, this is the fact of the landscape. So with, with employees focusing a lot more on what they need as individuals, this concept of the employee brand, right? I mean, we, we know what company brand is, but the employee brand, what, what can companies and what should they be doing to help employees develop their own individual professional brand that's good for them, but also still complementary with the corporate brand? I would say like this, you know, there was a time uh, even a few years ago where personal brand and professional brand were two sort of different identities. You could be one thing on LinkedIn and something else on Facebook. We know that privacy is gone. It's not even about privacy. It's, it's the fact that millennials and Gen Zs, they more or less associate their self-worth even. I mean, it, I, I, I don't advocate this as a coach. I think it's a terrible way to go, but it's a fact of life. You are your work. You're on 24-7. I mean, maybe 24-6 if you have a Sabbath. <laughs> but same idea, right? You are where you work. You're the logo that is on your LinkedIn profile. And that goes with you everywhere. So the only thing you can do to feel good about your work is, I don't know, work for a mission-driven company. Not, not just because it says we're mission-driven, because it actually is. It's helping create some kind of positive change in the world with particular people that you care about. Maybe it's connected to your story, your trajectory, whatever. Maybe 
or you want to work for a mental health startup because I don't know, your family was affected by mental health. Okay, like that makes sense. I want to feel good if I'm going to be putting 80 hour weeks into my work. I want to feel good about creating positive change. So show me through your community work, show me through your yeah, KPIs that you affected people positively through your, I don't know, mental health telemedicine. Okay, so those are the kinds of things that people really need to see. They need to feel it. And that has to be reflected, yeah, in the employer brand. How do people see your brand online? How do they see the impact that you're having on the world? So they feel good about wanting to join that. And again, you create alignment. First, you find the right people that understand who they are and where they're going. You demonstrate to them that our company and this team will help you go along that trajectory that you want for yourself. And we're essentially going to pay you to learn on our dime. And I, I know it's, like, it's jarring to a business owner. Are you crazy? I'm, I'm paying you to learn. That's a fact of life. They can go anywhere to do that. You can call it potato, potato, but it's the same thing. You're paying younger people to learn on the job. Yeah, they better deliver. You know that, you know, if you're familiar with the studies, that the most productive time will be around two to three years into your company. So it's, you know, it, it's tough. Again, you can you can send that idea to hell, but then the market will push it back in your face. Good, good perspective. So in closing, uh, any support groups for executives and managers that they could kind of come together and collaborate? Well, there's always Reddit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there are lots of support groups these days for HR executives. Um, you have groups like uh, Mogul. You have a bunch of different dinner series. You have, I mean, you know, get invited to a bunch of these things. You know, okay, you might have dinner with your fellow you know, HR people or I was at some conference for marketers where, again, I was that one HR guy and I was kind of like giving them uncomfortable perspectives. There are lots of these things floating around the internet. Sometimes people even meet up in person. I would say that um, in closing, a lot of, a lot of um, people that are very focused on marketing and sales often miss that kind of bigger picture. And a lot of HR people that, um, you know, maybe they understand the human side of things they often don't understand the business side of things. So the best thing to do is to cross-pollinate, right? I, I ended up in HR as my sixth career, but in all my previous careers, I was much more business-oriented. I have to make a business case. Things have to connect to a financial model, right? So I think there's, there's a lot of room for having a productive conversation between the two so that one is anchored in reality within the other realm and vice versa. Great, great, great uh, insight. Thank you, Yuri. Really appreciate being on the program. And uh, how can people reach out to you if they need some help? Um, you can feel free to go to my website. Um, the company is HR Talent and Systems Consulting. So that's hrtalentsys.com. Or just feel free to email me at yuri, Y-U-R-I, at hrtalentsys.com. Fantastic. Thank you, Yuri Kerman. Uh, really appreciate Thanks, it. Sir. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Cheers, Jeff.